0: Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Bad Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh,
1: it feels so good.
0: Living in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that appreciates the comfort of a nice cold fruit cellar. My name is Greg D.
1: <laughs> Come to Henrietta, and I'm
0: Genius McGee. <laughs> and on today's episode, our month-long case of déjà vu comes to an end as we head to the woods and sum up some demonic shenanigans with 2013's *The Evil Dead*. <laughs> And the easiest way to join us is to simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your soul hole. And if you happen to have uh, good Wi-Fi out in your cabin in the woods, uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face where we again have events tab, which again leads to shenanigans
1: and cyber shenanigans.
0: And as this episode is releasing on Friday, July 31st, if you are here in the Kansas City area... We have your genre needs met indoors, outdoors, and virtually. virtually. Yes. yes.
1: This is going to be another great weekend of horror brought to you by Screenland.
0: Well, if you are in the Kansas City area and on Friday, you're listening to this on Friday, we are kicking off our fourth fright of our Friday Night Fright film series. Mm-hmm. Come and join and be part of our Friday Night Fright film family. Yep. I tripped all over that during Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, you did.
1: Come on I down. Kept, fr- 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 fr. He said something about fannies. And so, like...
0: We're, we're serving falafel here at Screenland. Right. Friday was, Night
1: Fanny. Oh, that's terrible. See, moving you, on. You yeah. gotta
0: be careful. But the fourth fright of our Friday Night Fright film series is a contemporary fright. Mm-hmm. Want to balloon, Georgie? You will float as we are going to be enjoying the contemporary take, a remake, of It, Chapter 1.
1: I fucking could not wait. I love It, Chapter 1. I love clowning around. I, I love how scary it was, how foul-mouthed those kids were. It's not about foul-mouthed kids. Really, like... Speaks
0: to it me. strikes a chord with all mm-hmm. of us, uh, and I have not seen this on the big screen since I think I originally saw it. So I'm really looking forward to see this. And as we like to do, we want to give you a taste of what's coming the following week in our mm-hmm. fifth fright of the Friday Night Film Series. Whoa, boy!
1: <laughs> what follows it? It follows.
0: <laughs> Butumch. There you go. That's why this is on the main feed. We're not charging you for this. Ultimately, uh, I cannot wait to see. I've not seen that on the big screen. I've seen it multiple times. I am beyond looking forward to I that. I still might cosplay. <laughs> Just come put with the sheet. And like, hey, everybody, I'm it. I'm it. It, it follows.
1: It. How's it going? Well,
0: if that doesn't meet your needs in the genre world, well, my goodness, we have uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future.
1: We have Eraserhead. <laughs> oh, and, and don't forget Back to the Future. Somebody's in that one, too
0: you know buck flowers buck flowers man you you if, and if Fire Walk with me again we've got all the genre needs. now these are all indoors firewalk
1: with me isn't that the one with uh, chuck Norris?
0: no that's firewalker uh, as a, as opposed <laughs> to call time back, walker call back,
1: call back. <laughs> now that is indoors
0: and listen um i can definitely vet um if they are being safe smart socially absolutely. distanced absolutely but if you're not feeling comfortable quite yet being indoors it's okay we got you they got they not oh. only can you Rent
1: movies from them virtually on ScreenlandOnline.com, but if you're a Patreon,
0: oh well, no, we're going to oh, go, go outdoor screenings. Ooh, okay, okay. And okay. trust me, th- this one I'm surprised you-, you forgot about this genius because they've got a film that is damn near perfect. It's set in perfection. You were going to give you penetration even with the elephant gun. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> the 1990 classic Tremors, and then also a, a weird environmental. You know, nature gone amok that has, like, every great character actor on the planet. I haven't seen it on the big screen in quite some time. Twister. Mm. Yes. I love Twister. Yes. We will get, we'll get a flyby with a cow. As
1: long as, long, yeah, as long as there's no cows really flying in the air, we should be okay. We'll be good.
0: No, but as Genius said, indoor, outdoor, and virtual. And, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, on Saturday, August 1st, we have our latest Shutter shout out double feature. I cannot wait for this
1: one. Not only is this one movie that I recently discovered and absolutely find 100% terrifying for like almost a G rated movie, Mm -hmm. but another one that I've heard, I haven't seen yet, but I've heard nothing but good things from you, sir.
0: There's no blatant false advertising in the title of this film. Uh, It is our ghost double feature, uh, Something Old Something Boo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that's really bad. Eh, It works. The Changeling and Terrified.
1: Yeah. I heard it lives up to its name.
0: And it's not the Art the Clown Terrifier. No, 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 no. This is, I, within 20 minutes of watching this for the first time, I had to stop the film. It was unrelenting. I was losing my mind. Is this an Eatin' Alive movie? It might affect you that way, potentially. Holy potentially. Shit. Yeah, it, it could be quite good. And we're going to be watching that on Saturday on Shudder for free, of course. And if you don't have Shudder...
1: That's okay. We got you covered. There's a lot of different codes you can use. You can use the code in SHUDDEN, all one word, S-H-U-T-I-N, or Etheria, E-T-H-E-R-I-A, and get a whole bunch of other different awesome 30 months of Shudder. 30 months? No, oh, 30 days. One month. 30 <laughs> days. <laughs> 30 months of shutter. Well, wow, you're being really optimistic there, genius. Uh, we one can only wish, fingers crossed. No, but if you're going to be stuck in watching, watching horror movies, you might as well be stuck in watching horror movies for free.
0: And if you would like to add a little extra to that, in fact, have the Nightmare Junkhead home version, mm-hmm. including a... And it would be a thing like a customized pre-show, yep. introduction, mm-hmm. trailer reel, and then a conversation afterwards. All that can be yours as part of joining the Screenland film family over at patreon.com slash screenland. Yep. And of course, that's the tip of the tier... They have so much more involved, podcast watch parties, a lot of good stuff that, again, let them serve you, let us help you, and that is at uh, patreon.com slash screenland. You can virtually rent a number of things at screenlandonline.com, and of course, the good stuff at screenland.com. Yep. And speaking of film family and Patreon... Hey, Pallies! It is that time here. We are in the third month of our exclusive Patreon content, and... This this actually, this week we released our reaction to Sea Fever mm-hmm. for the new for the new <laughs>
1: horror,
0: and I also had a chance to talk about my reaction first time seeing a movie called The Baby.
1: That movie oh, is good. crazy. Good,
0: good. I saw a couple of another one you all have to be watching, but some really really good stuff in there. But one of those perks is us giving you a little shout out here, mm-hmm. and we mentioned it before. It's always weird when we run into someone that says, "Hey, we listen to your show," and we don't know them strangers, strangers out in the wild, Uh but it's actually really nice when we have a friend actually come up and say, hey, I'm listening to your show, that's nice, but then even more is when they become a member of our film family, and then they're actually really supporting (laughs) us, (laughs) Yes. and this particular individual I knew through Kansas City Horror Club events, Mm -hmm. more importantly someone here I always saw at Screenland, and at practically every good convention,
1: she's like Visa, she's everywhere you want to be.
0: Andrea Munoz, super cat chick yep. to some.
1: Yes, uh, already yeah. applause in the background. <laughs> yep. She's You're, fucking rad.
0: And I can honestly say, not only a Nightmare Junkhead member of the film family, but also with Screenland, and someone that has legitimately been such a wonderful supporter of the genre community here in the Kansas City area. And she could fucking party, too. Because, <laughs> like,
1: one, <laughs> one time...
0: <laughs> no, no, wait a minute now. We're, we're putting this stuff out, so, you know, I don't know if that's admissible. No, uh,
1: no, no, it was great. Like, uh, it was uh, her and Sora and like half the Kansas City Horror Club were all partying at uh,
0: uh, Crypticon. Now, is this at the now defunct. The Red Lion? Yes. Yeah.
1: And it was like literally till the break of dawn, and we were looking for more parties. So, Andrea Supercat,
0: you are fucking rad. And I know she was lamenting the fact that she wasn't able to go to Comic Con this year because that is one thing that she is al-
1: always there. She's always had the coolest San Diego,
0: shit. New York. Like, I mean. Andrea lives the lifestyle and lives it well and that's why I'm thankful every time I see her out or when I will get to see her out again because she's been at a couple of the Shutter Mm Shoutouts. She's done a lot of the stuff with the watch parties through and so we've still been able to communicate and engage.
1: And like I said, she's, Say it again. She's
0: fucking rad. (laughs) So Andrea, thank you for being a Patreon pal over there. And if you would like to, uh, you know, get a number of these wonderful things and uh, have us wax your car here on the show, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/NightmareJunkhead for all that and then some. Thanks, bellies. Absolutely. Now we focused the entire month here on déjà vu. Again, talking about things that are very familiar. And I figured if we're closing a month of Deja Vu, we need to close it with guests that if you hear them, you're like, wait a minute, they're all familiar, and I know them from somewhere, but from where? Well, you know our first guest. He is the uh, writer of the soon-to-be-unleashed feature film, The Stylist. He is a co-host of the Nightmare Hour podcast. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Eric Havens. Hello, everyone. Wow.
2: I've never been applauded on a podcast. That's <laughs> very nice.
0: Uh, well, you know,
1: we, we, we do what yeah, we can here, have a lot People yeah. get a lot of first times when they're on the show. I mean... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no.
0: We'll get to all of that and then some. And you know our next guest as the co-founder of the Panic Film Festival, as the co-owner of Screenland, and as the other co-host of the Nightmare Hour podcast. Welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Adam Roberts. I have to clap now. Coming yeah. in hot. Uh, here I am, guys. No, uh, no, just don't think be, because you're behind the the, the yeah. monitors there, my friend, mm-hmm. that we're not going to be engaging you. I oh, wish no, we had. No,
3: I can see everybody. I just don't think you can see me. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like Ooh. the Wilson of this podcast.
0: Well, and I'd like to say we're. Adio, being... neighborino. I was going to say, are you just <laughs> right over there? Wow. Ah, yeah. Uh, so before we get to any of the deadite uh, goodness here, where can our listeners find you all out on the social media? Please plug and promote away.
2: He can do the not- nightmare pout like the the podcast that I can't remember the name of. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the one, one that I I'm, I'm the host of. Yeah. Yeah. I just show up and talk about horror movies. Like that's how we started that podcast honestly is this pandemic was brutal like psychologically because mm-hmm. as as you guys just went on about your Patreon members and stuff like the horror community in Kansas City is a community like yeah. half like it's just beautiful not just to be able to go out to the theater, but there's the same people you always see and the same people you know that get it. And you can talk about all these horror films. You can make obscure, lame dad jokes, and they will understand it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a special place, and we didn't have any of that. So Adam and I were just like, do you want to like talk online and we'll just talk about movies and engage people and just do what we do in the lobby? But... Online, Like, let's do it. And Adam and I don't... We've done like
3: 65 podcasts together, so this isn't yeah. like the first
2: time <laughs> well, we've Well,
0: done... and our listeners will might remember you all from the Control-Alt-Delete yeah, show. Exactly. That when yeah, when We used to do a lot of stuff back in the day, and that's why I was like, oh, no, i got to get them back on because I've yeah. been listening yeah. to the show because I've genuinely enjoyed it because Thank I you. do enjoy the banter between you two. Yeah. Um, more than anything, though, it's the perspective, of the chemistry, mm-hmm. and also just... You're genuine. You know, yeah. you both enjoy movies. You're both filmmakers, so you have that perspective, which is nice.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we just wanted to... We've never done a movie podcast. No. <laughs> we only exclusively have done the... Uh, well, control
2: Yeah, control delete started just basically because we're both so busy of people, and we're just like, we need to carve out like two hours. It was like our poker night. It was like two yeah. hours where we're it just going to drink and talk, and we'll have an excuse, and no one can say no to us. Like, this is on the schedule. <laughs> it's homework. hang it's out. research. Yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> it is serious. It's
3: serious like serious business. <laughs> yeah. But I don't <laughs> know how that fell apart. But uh, we retired is okay. what happened. When <laughs> we, we started tired. getting real uh, tangible uh, listeners, yeah. we're like, ah, "Seems like we're done here." Uh, we yeah. have a backup pal. Maybe it's online. I don't. I have, actually. I can't tell you if we're, it's online or not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Hour has been great. Uh, it's just an excuse for us to give each other a, a assignments to watch movies, Except, to do some agreed. heavily research, more research. We we we've always steered away from doing research um but we're trying to uh horror has always been like um a genre that maligned is, i think is the word well <laughs> for the for the, for general <laughs> audiences yes but i think for the makers and lovers i think we all know that there's like a lot of subtext to it and yeah. a lot yeah. and and it's not just blood and guts they they you know i think when when it is just that they typically fail for us mm-hmm. um at least like mm-hmm. both of us um but, uh, but yeah, we wanted to talk about yeah. uh, the deeper meaning or, like, give meaning to films that may not have it, but we're fucking assigning it to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, and let me just say this. Your last episode, when you both experienced your first shunting, Yeah. <laughs> I went in with that one with gloves because I knew how wet and gooey that was going to be. <laughs> it was,
1: but, You never forget your
0: first shunting. <laughs> I don't think but we can. It'll always be little, so special. Right? Right? Well, no, but little things like that, that's got to be good and Mm -hmm. just motivating to experience films like that for the first time Mm -hmm. and then being able to just share it with your friends well and
2: i think a lot of those movies get laughed at and stuff and i really want to give them the time like they know these people like started out trying to do something they were making a movie sure they're on cocaine and (laughs) things don't really make sense yeah but they were let's talk about it like a movie and not just like the schlocky like b movie stuff that a lot of people just like oh it's a lot of fun there's stuff going on in that and I've been I've I have this whole PowerPoint I've done a few times like I've done like public speaks as like horror's allegory because I feel like I have to be maybe it's too bold but like an evangelist like people shit on horror can I say shit on here oh yeah fuck yeah okay all right people shit on horror and it always gets worse like Rotten Tomato scores always get worse critic scores and like people can't i don't know like i think it goes back to like roger ebert and he could never see
3: past it No, we, well or, 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 i mean current day the oscars can't see past it. no they they, 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 yeah. they truly cannot see like what we all see but which if you is...
2: go back to like the 40 like the universal monsters and beyond like it's always been a direct response to yeah. like societal Something. dangers and it gives us a safe place to like oh like we can explore these things but oh the lights came on let's go outside oh. and everything's it's uh, it's horror is magic. Yeah, horror
1: has always been an allegory for the actual terrors. Whether yeah. even even if it's heady stuff or B movie schlock, yeah. it's something that somebody it's still wants. Resp- yeah, yeah, it's still a response. People, a lot of people, especially normies, don't realize that there are actual brains behind the blood and the boobs and the beasts. But on the opposite side of that coin, like I was telling you off mic, after I came out of Relic and mm-hmm. I'm bawling and yeah. sobbing, uh-huh. I'm like, why can't they just make another movie where? It- guy in a mask is hacking up sexy yeah. teens you know and yeah. so like so but no i agree i'm glad that there's a lot more <laughs> movies nowadays that are actually tackling even not even more so than before because it's always been yeah. mm-hmm. like I you can even go to those realizing yeah. it you know like you
2: can go to those sexy movies like the slashers and there's tech there's like feminism and all mm-hmm, that kinds absolutely. of stuff in there but you do you do like you have to reach for it like relic it just has this like big like familial hammer. It's like you will right. suffer. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is sadness. Yeah. Well, I think what's even worse though Your is Nana when... will die. <laughs> and there's god. Nothing you can
1: do about it. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh god.
0: <laughs> no, we're we're all going to be warm food eventually, kids. Sadly, but I, I think even That'll worse be though is can eat buffet. when we get when there are films out there that do really hit a strike a nerve mm-hmm. with people, like Silence of the Lambs, and mm-hmm. then it gets Alcalades. That's not horror. No, that's, no, that's a, thriller. a thriller. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot oh, of yeah. thriller. So even he wears a face. Everyone. <laughs>
1: well, what was it that the people were saying? that Shape of Water wasn't a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. motherfucker,
3: that's just creature. For, that's Return of the Creature from the Black. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, we talked. We actually talked about that today. Like uh, we're talking about Candyman on our latest mm-hmm. episode, and we talked about how today that's considered. Elevated horror, or uh, you know, or you know, ten Adult years ago, 10, yeah. ten years ago it was all psychological horror. I don't like psychological thrillers. It wasn't mm-hmm. horror. It's like no, 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 no. You got it all twisted. The Ring is a psychological thriller. It's like motherfucker, <laughs> did you sleep? Yeah. Uh, and, and then like uh, you know, now it's all like you know when Get Out came out, and they're like, well, that's not really a horror movie. Bullshit. I know where it's elevated horror. Yeah. It's like no, motherfucker,
0: horror has always been elevated. Did mm-hmm. you not like? Have you just started watching it yeah. or? I don't know what it'll take to get the stigma off of horror eventually. And I know it's because, and you both as filmmakers, low budget filmmaking, horror kind of fits in nicely because Mm -hmm. you can usually do a lot with a little Mm -hmm. with horror. So I think with a lot of, especially filmmakers, the first time shot, you know, ones they do tends to be horror. And do you think with, because of that, do you think even with like other filmmakers, they just, oh, that's my my roots, my beginnings, I'm better than that. You know, I only Mm -hmm. did it because I needed the money, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. I I'm, I just it's it's, it's I, I don't think so. I, it depends people... on the success of those first films. Yeah, okay. Like okay.
2: I, 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 I had a conversation. Oh wow, I'm going to drop a name around. Do like, it, do it. I, I had a conversation Steven with Don Cos- Coscarelli, oh. and he was talking about uh, like he never wanted to be like a horror filmmaker. That's just where his beginnings were, and he found success like that. And he's like, I want to make a civil war drama that I've been pitching for like ten plus years, oh, but no one will give me money for that because I'm Don Coscarelli. They're like, make Bubba Hotep Tep dummy. <laughs> like. But, but, but yeah, like, so there are the people who started off with the Roger Cormans that moved on to something else mm-hmm. where they made these like schlock films and learned their hard knocks well, and went and, that way. I'll, but then there's the people who have, like Coscarelli is infamous for those yeah. early well, I mean, films. Yeah, I, and
3: now I, that he can't do anything else, you can look at somebody like Steven Spielberg with Duel and Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg never has, has never denied his pure love of horror, right? I mean, even. Don't forget. Years ago, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park, the world was terrifying. Three years ago, we got Ready Player One, and he changed from the book. He made The Shining in the movie because his love for Stanley Kubrick. And he, I would say absolutely made that more terrifying than all of The Shining is. It is pure terror in, the, in Ready Player Did
2: you One. just say Ready Player One is scarier than The Shining? The sequences
1: are. No, not, I, I'm going to go with him. I disagree. No, I disagree. The Shining disagree. sequence, no, the Shining sequence the terrifying in there. They're amazing.
2: They made me giggle but they're not terrifying. They're only making you giggle because you love it though. Yeah, I mean, I giggle a weird like things. For, for big giant old
1: lady with an axe coming out of the thing. I mean, I love pure,
3: that. I loved pure that. horror. And you have, I mean, he's one of the most iconic filmmakers, not just in American history, but in all of like filmmaking history. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I think you you like what we're discovering with Nightmare Hour is is it's not just a one. I mean, sometimes it is like Bernard Rose, who did Candyman,
4: mm-hmm.
3: like okay, everything right. we could see. He's not, not done anything horror. else really horror like mm-hmm. that. Right. And then and then you have people like George just, Romero who didn't mean to do that. They stumbled into it and they're like, Shit, maybe this is who I am I mean, yeah. really, until you make a movie, you don't know what kind of filmmaker you gonna, are going to be. You might want to be, uh, you know, you look at someone like Kevin Smith, who made mostly comedies, and then he just ended up in horror. His new trailer just dropped. I'm fucking interested. It looks wild. It, it looks as wild. I'm fully in. It's a, sla- a southern slasher movie with some religious subtext fucking in. I, you know, we know what kind of movie it's going to be because we've, we've seen 25 years of Kevin Smith movies, <laughs> but I'm fucking in for that. that that's, again, like what Jay's talking Kevin Smith's interesting, I think, with horror because he wants to be the slumber party Massacre, but then the other part of him is he wants to say something and i think that's with horror but he can't lose himself too yeah so he's he's a kind of a fascinating filmmaker. And I actually really like his horror films because they're always so interesting, even if they're not always successful. They always start in a, like Red State is a fascinating mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it works like 85% of it. And Agreed, I, I think yeah. the same thing with Tusk. I think Tusk is yeah. 85%. Uh, that's like 25%. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, 65. we know when Giant Depp shows up, the movie goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. but, but, the, but that's also him exploring like his love of David Lynch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's fully what that's supposed to be. Um, and, but you still see him talking about uh, you know different different themes, and it's a filmmaker we never expected to see a horror side of, and he's not letting it go anytime soon, which is oh, which yeah. is very exciting, I think. Uh, and then you have people like Paul Thomas Anderson who w- won't make a direct horror film, but has continuously said that throughout his career, he horror is his favorite genre, and and he, it's peppered through all of his movies. And mm-hmm. I, I think what he considers horror is more like the mm-hmm. horror of humanity. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, There Will Be Blood is the closest I think we're going to get to a horror film from him right now. Yeah. Although um, some would say... Um, uh, that
0: one that we did, the last one, the dress the Phantom movie? Phantom Thread, yes. yes.
3: Phantom Thread is even more so, I think. Uh, and I don't know when that last interview I read was, but you, you have people like that, they're just obsessed with it and, 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 and totally will accept it as their being. And what we're doing is just kind of like seeing what they really mean. And, and, and as, as all creators of, of different arts... A lot of accidents happen in movies, oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you know it's 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 great, and sometimes it's it's very well thought out and executed. And and for for usually us, not.
2: I mean I mean it is it yeah. is meticulously. Don't take that away. Like the directors, filmmakers, all these people are meticulous. Mm-hmm. They're geniuses. Yeah. They try so hard, but nothing. Like everything starts off great. Like like I, no I, I one's th- out to make a bad movie. Oh no! Right
3: Never. ever. Mm. And, and well, but, but in the process of making a movie with hundreds of people and, and different people uh, putting input and decisions mm-hmm. and sometimes taking away your, your control, it's, it's chemistry, things yeah. just change. Mm-hmm. And the meaning changes from them. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it, it, it influences the story. Sometimes it has a horrible effect on it. Um, but that's kind of what we uh, have have done accidentally. I don't know if we... We didn't mean to do that as a podcast. We were just like, let's talk about horror movies. Yeah. And then um, we we always when we talk about it, we always have like... We like to like dig in our teeth into them, and, yeah. ma- and sometimes like, maybe. what's this about? Yeah. Well, Anyways, thanks for having us. Yeah, that was,
0: <laughs> well, time to go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, is that's, that our hour? <laughs> well, no, actually, but I think it's a nice transition, though, because you know, Eric, you like we said, mm-hmm. you uh, had a chance to write your first feature film, yeah. which is soon going to be unleashed upon the populace. And I know right now, I know Jill has put out that uh, it's uh, it's gone through the yeah, it's close, like it's really close, it's close actually. Yeah. So so to see it to go from a short to a feature film what has that experience been like for you
2: Now it's amazing it was like back beatingly exhausting to get here, like honestly. Like like once because we weren't prepared. We didn't know how people were going to respond to the short. Like, cause we did call girl, it was a lot of fun. People loved it, but mm. it didn't have like the stylus affected people. And it was so strange to go to different cities across the country and like interact with those people and then meet with like executives and stuff and be like, where's your feature? And like just like we had no idea. We're like, ah <laughs> yeah. can give so, us a little money. Yeah maybe. so I, I wrote out. like that well, Jill Jill and I like met and came up with the idea and then I wrote that first draft with like I don't know, like few months after like that, the the our debut debut of the short and it was like very like I ended up writing like a duplass horror film. It was like very like there was hardly any kills. So it was mm-hmm. very like mumblecore dark. It was a very like Claire movie. And like it, I don't know how many drafts we went through but by the end there we had producers like trying to help us we had people trying to sell it and i was just exhausted i couldn't do anymore i did so many like things and people were giving you input and it was so exhausting and luckily jill saw that in me that i was just broken and she brought in another screenwriter eric stoles who added a lot of the horror that you all will see like he added like a bunch of horror elements that watching it now like the rough cuts i've seen absolutely necessary and he saved a lot of that film so That's what we're talking about. Like accidents, like you're going through this process. It is just like, it's a marathon. And it's like, you have so many meetings. You have so many critiques. You have like, can you change this from nighttime to daytime? And like people like, just like little things. And you just get so exhausted. And like, not to wax too like gratuitously about this movie, but I saw the first rough cut. Like, I sat down, I watched it with my fiance and my daughter. I'm like, we're gonna watch this movie. This is the rough cut, the sounds all different. This is Tim's score, all this stuff. Like, things aren't gonna go away. At the end of that movie, I was on my knees on the floor of my living room crying because. He sent me a photo. (laughs) It was a selfie. I took time. (laughs) But seriously, like, just to see the culmination and the chemistry of everyone who worked on this. And to see my parts and then to see the other Eric's parts and Jill's parts and all this stuff coming together. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how people are going to respond to this movie, but I will tell you, watching it, it is more than I could ever dreamed of. Like, I'm like, look, I have goose pimples I was right say, now. Talking it's about yeah.
0: Legitimately, when that's like, when I realized I'm we were going to so, have you on, yeah. I was just so excited just to say, congratulations. Thank you. Like, it is still
2: this process of it being real to me. Like, I get to go on my deathbed, speaking of Relic, <laughs> and everyone dies. <laughs> like, I will sit there and be like, I have a feature film that I helped with that I love. Like I have no regrets. Like, I don't know if people will pan it, if they'll hate it. But like what I saw is what like, cause Claire and I started a long, long time ago. Like when I created that character and there's a lot, I, I don't know what it says about me, but there's a lot of me and Claire and just to see Najara knock it out of the park and bring this like stuff and everyone else that knocked it out of the park. And it was, it's just mind blowing. I don't even know how to put any other like tired phrase on it, but it really is just like, too many synapses just going because that's hard it's hard to think that that's real and if we ever get through this pandemic just the fact that i can hang out with that family again maybe and do the tour again of like the film festivals yeah. maybe i can't
1: am I, am I gonna be like why can't they just make a movie about sexy teens killing people
0: it does not have a happy ending <laughs> <laughs> and i listen and i've been fortunate enough to kind of see behind the scenes how everything mm-hmm. works and just that the idea of collaboration yeah. and how you get the best people together and you you unleash them and let them work
2: and that is the magic of Jill to her credit like we started working together a long time ago when i was going to be the director of call girl and just started getting hemorrhoids and or not hemorrhoids okay. No, yeah, yeah. Ulcers. okay ulcers ulcers is this the deeper meaning <laughs> might have <Yeah>. been both <laughs> I mean, it is work. Don't ask to tell. He like, got hemorrhoids on his ulcers, or ulcers yeah, on his hemorrhoids. Exactly, but like it was just too much. And I'm, I saw what her skills was and what she is good at. And I'm like, do you want to do this? I'm much better. at just writing in my basement and <laughs> running away. But then to go from this and to go through all this, and then to watch her collaborate and find people who are so like simpatico with her point of view and our point of view and just this team like we've worked like everybody is working on the feature i knew mostly like 90 percent of people i knew as people had brought back in from the community or chicago mm-hmm. or la or wisconsin be john patta yes. i love you john patta hi john we love hey, us some john john. but she just she has this knack of identifying how people fit in and like how like i think that's why the movie's hopefully going to be such a magical thing it's because oh. yeah Chief. I'm
0: beyond excited for it. And speaking
1: I'm, of collaboration... Yes, Adam, you, we're recording on the day you just had the world premiere of your new short.
0: We, I just had a chance to see Lost and Found, which the ending of that, mm. I didn't tear up, but that was Why can't they make a now?
1: movie about sexy teens getting killed by a guy in a mask?
0: So as someone that is... You want to talk about... Uh, my perspective has changed just seeing what a small business is going through during this pandemic. Um, you know, a lot of people know you as the co-owner of Screenland, uh, the co-founder of Panic Fest, but uh, you are also first and foremost a filmmaker. How have you, you know, stayed sane during this, especially putting out a, a short in the midst of all this? How did Lost and Found come about, really quickly?
3: Um, real quick, or, or
0: as as it needs to be, as <laughs> yeah, needs Real fast, it, time. Time. two uh, sentences. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> okay, it, that's it. Concise. It all was very
3: quick, actually. Um, so this was about um, this time last year, like May. 2019 um, my buddy Adam Hall who works at Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas he uh, and I were just hanging out and he's like, hey I've been uh, meaning to talk to you I think I had just finished a, another short right before that and he had saw it and he, he'd been like building up the courage kind of to tell me like hey I got this idea <laughs> for a short and like we were just having a beer and he just kind of pitched this short to me and i was like okay that sounds like it's a million dollar movie uh but then uh but I, but he, at, at the end of like him t- kind of pitching this idea i was like that's fucking great um and then i was like do you mind if i like take it and like kind of like make it to something we can actually make or i can actually make and he's like no, no no go ahead and so i ran away and i like knocked this like uh i don't even know it was like maybe 12 page script out and uh as I do with all things, I was like, Eric, is this bad? <laughs> and Eric's like, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, like, very quickly, I was like, all right, well, i should I put a little bit of money together. Um, and I did. And I kind of put the pieces together really quickly and shot it last, late last summer, like August, September. Um, and Adam actually became the star of it. And, he, and he, it was never intended to be that way. It was just like uh, Adam has experience as a Marine and, like, all these things and, and like, his story. And it was just like when you're making movies for pennies, it, it's all, like... Uh, it's not always about uh who who's on the marquee right it's sometimes yeah. it's about like who can pull it off or who can do like what you want them to do mm-hmm. um, and and we made this little movie and uh and we've been finished with it for like uh um, um, maybe three months and uh so we, we've just been sitting on it and there's no film festivals or anything so mm-hmm. we're like let's have a cast and crew screening that's what tonight was tonight was just. Whoever's comfortable, with cast and crew, to come out and check it out and see it on the big screen, because maybe you'll never see it on the big screen because coronavirus has kind of changed all that for everybody. For you know, short filmmakers and feature mm-hmm. filmmakers, and yeah. um, and it's, I think it's quite the treat. I think it plays very well on the big screen, and uh, and uh, but it's been done for a while, honestly. Like uh, has it really? tinkering with it. I mean, we we've just you know kind of nudged it here and there. It's been pretty much done since March. Um, and we were going to submit it to a lot of vessels this year, but that's, ah. that's all changed. Yeah. Um, but then I've been staying busy. I mean, uh, <laughs> yes. Eric and I wrote us uh, a feature that we've Wait. been uh, working on for what, 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 for a while. We wrote a feature that was in like April or May. I don't remember when we finished it. We wrote it in like two or three weeks.
1: Um, is it about sexy teens getting hacked up by a guy <laughs> it's in a not mask. about
0: sexy teens that's what the world needs now apparently <laughs>
3: but I think this is Eric and I have written a couple features and this is this is the most modest it always starts off like let's make something we can make and then yeah. it's like an alien invasion movie where there's like yeah. people getting ripped through the ground oh, I forgot about that one yeah <laughs> 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 that we just titled Aliens Remake you yeah. know it's not any, it's more of a it's <laughs> closer a good, to like it's a good script though it is a good script if anyone just,
2: has like 60 million laying around
3: it's probably not even that, 16 million maybe okay Bank sale, uh, we can make this happen. Right? Yeah, this was more like... I mean, we had talked about making... The, I mean, I think we conceived of this idea in, like, summer 2018.
2: We came up... Yeah, and I actually started writing the novel version.
3: Yeah, he's oh, in, wow. yeah, he's been doing that while we haven't... Neither of us have been motivated, and then the apocalypse happened, and we're Yeah, like, I don't know if you noticed. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> things are terrible. But we wrote it... I think we wrote the first draft in, like, 14 days or something, mm-hmm. um, and, and then we just crawled back into our depression hole. No. <laughs> uh, I have to say, Adam is, like, one of my, like...
2: Uh, I guess angels during, like, like, like my anxiety and depression can pull me down really far and I can be really anti productive and never do anything. And Adam's always like, let's write a script. Go write five pages. I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, all right. And then we'll just go back and forth and write a script in two days that's really rough. But we just like, we just cut off. We're like, we write five pages, I'll write five pages. And if nothing, it's again, it's like our podcast. Like, it's just an excuse to be creative and hang out with a friend. It turned out pretty good. It,
3: It did. It needs a little bit of work. Stay so, You know, it's we. I think we did, like, we're good at, like, because we do that. Like, what you said, basically, like, you write five, I write five. But, but then, like, when you do that, so I write the first five, Eric reads the first five, and he's kind of editing and peppering, like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then he writes his five, and then you go back and kind of uh, the next day you read 15, and then you, like, you write five. And then you go back, and mm-hmm. when it's your turn again, you read 20. And then you, you're kind of editing as you go. So the draft pretty much was edited well it's just like we were kind of stream of conscious and like talking a little bit and uh it really like it's it, like it's like three-fourths yeah. of a r- solid script
2: i think if we filmed the, the script we have now it'd be at least as logical as the shunting like no it's
3: probably more logical than that it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a good like it's a good like 70 uh horror film and uh it just needs to be tightened up it, yeah. it, we have nothing but time it's um, true. It's fair. But, but yeah, we've, we've done a couple of things, but so that was some motivation. Um, but yeah, that's, that's lost and found. That's, that's Ty and Eric back. Someday and then we're, and then we're, gonna we're like, walk. let's do this podcast yeah. every week, no matter what. And we've done a good job. But even today.
2: Someday we're going to walk down a red carpet, hold our hands, you and I.
3: I fucking hope so.
0: I, I can literally <laughs> just roll out a red carpet right now and let's, let's just make it. that happen. Just okay. that just can that be my for my your heart. Patreon subscribers? Oh, please, of course. <laughs> that's, a, that's the top tier. Are you kidding? That is the red carpet treatment. That's another, the time, another that, red carpet I'll, I'll even
2: that take that my shirt is? off or wait is that fans only or only fans that's only fans yeah. oh that's boy. our only fans oh account
1: well that's a long <laughs> way where's getting... the
0: nostalgia at OnlyFans. no I'm just kidding <laughs> where can the listeners find this podcast
3: um, everywhere the Nightmare Hour on Facebook and I believe it's Nightmare Hour Pod on Twitter and then you can email us at Nightmare Hour Pod and it's g-mail. on
2: all the di- like it's on Spotify iTunes,
3: yeah everywhere you can get yeah. a podcast perfect perfect well yeah we're, yeah, we're out there we have nine episodes right now
0: well, as eight. as Lost and Found was set in a wooded area, I think that's going to be the yeah. perfect transition Oof, to get to yeah. the original 1981 classic that I know shook me the first time I ever mm-hmm. saw it. But the original Evil Dead, talk about a legacy just in terms of a film, a franchise. Do you remember your first initial interactions with the original Evil Dead? Or actually... What was your first entrance into Evil Dead? Was it the second? The Army of Darkness? How did it you get into it? was the first. Uh, okay. And
2: it was VHS. I remember that. I think it was uh, like we, my town had a local, like a blocks, blockbuster-esque uh, establishment. And I remember seeing the cover. I'm like, I will watch this this evening.
0: Is it the one with the arm yeah. reaching out? Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. this little blurb, Stephen King said it's <laughs> the most. I'm like, oh. Oh, Stephen King is serious. He, if he says it, then it must mean something. So you saw the original. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, I Adam, that. do you remember your initial introduction?
3: Um so uh, I I believe number two I saw first, actually, okay. but number, w- and that was, so we lived in a split house. Um, actually, it was a, a three level house. So the middle of the of the house, you walked in and you walked right into the living room. then above that was the kitchen that had um, um, it had like a, a nice staircase all the way down and and the pillars of that staircase, I was looking through down into the living room. And my brother was watching Evil Dead and I, and I remember, I remember because it, it was uh, uh, so he borrowed somebody's and it was this gray clamshell um, that was that wasn't what you said it was the classic clamshell with him holding the axe over his oh, yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I remember that um, one. But they were watching that and I just remember the, the screams. You know, it was a mono soundtrack. But but back then, I think our TV was probably mono too because I I know we didn't everything surround. was mono. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There's no surround sound. But that I don't I don't know if. My fascination for horror like accelerated after that. Really, after like in 1996, after Scream, but I became obsessed with buying films. Mm-hmm. I'm still obsessed with it. Like I, I have a very big collection of Blu-rays, but I had a massive collection of VHS. My DVD collection was sh- trash because I was like, I'm skipping this generation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Not about it. I'll just rent movies. Um, but I was obsessed, and I bought the very rare Necronomicon, Evil Dead, that came out in the early oh, 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that one? It was, like soft and felt like kind of it was uh-huh. latex. and felt like skin. Um, and I was thrilled because I had special features at the end of the, uh, end of the, the, the tape Uh, or the, that was the, I think that was the DVD. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't, I think I saw it on tape fully stolen from my brother in like 1996 or seven. Um, and it, it was horrifying to watch. I mean, it was unlike anything else.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's it's terrifying, and it's
2: also very indicative of what we we're talking about is like a bunch of people coming together with zero dollars and just making, making this movie terrifying. Yeah, well, and, and like,
0: the the horrors they went through to yeah. make that movie yeah. just the, the 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 weather, the temperature, the fact that this started Sam Raimi just yeah. his whole berating you know Bruce Campbell, and anytime Bruce Campbell's in a shot and he's getting pulled.
2: yeah, and like the forever. Uh, Camera down low going yes. fast like that shot. That's Sam Raimi's shot.
1: Like people yeah. have
2: stole that so much since then.
1: You know, look, I feel terrible. I didn't see the original Evil Dead until like after Army of Darkness. So because because okay, so I saw one of the very first horror movies like I rented, it was for a friend's sleepover was Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And I wanted to go back to the first one for the longest time. But they didn't have the original evil dead at any of the video stores i went to it was just not there evil dead Two, and it wasn't until army of darkness hit the theater when they're like oh let's put out more copies of evil dead and evil dead 2. so it wasn't until after that that i finally saw evil Mm -hmm. dead and then when i finally saw it i'm like this is just a remake of part two you know i was just like i liked it and i thought it was cool but when you are raised originally on two yeah, and then three, the boat, yeah. when there's nothing but comedy in it, <laughs> yeah. and then you go, you go back, back to, to the first one, yeah. and there's Oops. not a single drop of in It's like ultimate it. and grueling horror. Yeah. And yes, like, that tree's was, not right. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. It wasn't like I was like, yeah, this movie's garbage. You're like, this is too shocking. But the point like, this is
0: hashtag not my evil dead. So like,
1: where
2: are the three stooges?
0: Right. Where's all the fake <laughs> ships? You know, that's, I'm that Cause I did the same thing. i backward engineer from evil mm-hmm. to do the first one but i was kind of aware of the reputation of it because it was a video nasty which is i maybe wonder if maybe that's why they didn't carry it i don't know had the taint of the video yeah. nasty on it potentially I think
3: evil dead one had a lot of rights issues
0: really um it was through the the funding and everything that came about i think so
3: i think whoever he whoever renaissance <laughs> sold it to initially and this is why there was like Forty-five thousand different all releases of it. Right. Um, it wasn't until I think like twenty ten when it ended up with Grindhouse releasing, mm-hmm. and then it stayed there since. But and then of course we got the nice four Ks from that, and the new the four K with the new score and all that stuff. But I think um, from from eighty one until like two thousand five, two thousand ten, somewhere in that range, the reason you were getting so many different cuts is is wh- whoever the producer that had it at the mm-hmm. time, and it wasn't Sam Raimi until later, um, was just. Like passing I, it on. I yeah. think it kind
2: of suffered from like the Night of the Living Dead thing too. Is like you <sighs> never knew like what the quality of the release was going to be. Yeah. Sometimes because I was like the producer. Is this a dub of like somebody else's dub? <laughs>
3: <laughs> is this Turkish Evil Dead? <laughs> <laughs> and then you make the mistake of like, Evil Dead Trap. Did I buy? Right. Good. I bought that movie because I was like, mm. they got you. Tomb of the got Evil him. Dead.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that. when we were we've been looking at some Evil
1: pr- dead trap. They got me on that. They, one, got, they, they, they got me on that. Still, one still burning on that. One.
0: <laughs> it's <Sorry>. a trap. It's a But the the films we've looked at so far, we've looked at uh the remake of Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. The Fly and Maniac. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. All mostly all of,
2: solid remakes. Exactly. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah, no, we we chose them very carefully, <laughs> you know. Um but I mean, all yeah, all those are great. And no, all remakes I hate though, the
3: Texas Chainsaw remake. I will stand by that one. I hate it.
0: Really?
1: Hey, yeah, I I don't I'll mind say. it. It's exactly what is it filled with? <laughs> it's of <with> sexy teens <laughs> being killed by a guy to mass. That's really what it is. I it mean, is. it doesn't have the heart of the first one. She but, falls
2: into puddles so much with white t-shirts wet. on.
1: It's wet. It's, it's a wet, slimy movie. But, but I for, mean, for I, all the remakes,
3: it's of two thousand plus of big classic movies. It's the. Best, I think. Well, no. Friday the 13th, Friday at 13th is, is the best. best. Yeah. The big but it, but one. it was the, up till that point.
1: All yeah. the other was. I will agree. Yeah. I will agree. Um, it's second best after second that. Second yeah. best after that. Like or the, of, the, of, the, of the sexy teens Dawson being hacked up by Sluts. Anyway. We're, we're, it totally was WB's. <laughs> yeah. The WB's uh, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. But like I said, I, I wanted more Sawyers than the Hewitt's. Yeah. But at the end of the day, was, I, I enjoyed it. I How thought How come you guys didn't do The Fog? <laughs> Cause we're because we're a podcast well, of positivity. positivity. That is correct. So, like, <laughs> if it's a movie that we think is proper, if both of us think it's proper, rubbish. Uh, well, then, like, yeah.
0: Well, when we what we initially discussed though is you know you don't touch Carpenter stuff. <laughs> and that's just it. Like, how do you <laughs> approach a remake of Night of the Living Dead? You know, just <laughs> sacred material. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, sacred material. The original Evil Dead, I love it. I consider it sacred, but. Definitely something that could be remade potentially. Yeah. But the argument, though, yeah. is it already was with, the, with yeah. Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Exactly. So This is the second remake. So, ideally, when I heard so that, with, there we with go, the French. With, with the French. UX. Yeah. <laughs> EUX.
3: <laughs> but would you say, and this is an argument, well, I don't even know actually what it's classified as, I don't think this is a remake. Maybe he was continuation a of it a says it's a sequel. Well, I well, I, I, I was I get sick of yeah. that too
1: because she's sitting on the car his yeah. car yeah and like and there's blood like already, already over and, and traps things and been torn up. I can yeah. see where it's a continuation. The Doors broken off still because mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe Ash is still theoretically in the 1300s when this happens. No, he's oh.
3: lost in uh, what is it
1: 2099? That's right. He's in the future. Oh, that's yeah. right.
0: And canceled.
1: And canceled. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, we had a few years to let this one breathe. And one of the, we've got three criteria that we're looking at with our remakes. Uh, the first one, we established we wanted initially 15 years, ideally, between mm-hmm. an original and remake, just to give it time to breathe. Time to breathe. Yeah. This one has had time to breathe and then some. We've yeah. got 32 years. Oof. Yeah. So that gave us plenty of time to figure out, did we need a new Evil Dead? And... That's my question to you all. When Do you remember hearing about when they said they were mm-hmm. making the Oh, yeah. What were your all thoughts?
2: The same response I always have is I was like, yeah. Like, I don't get angry. I, when I was younger, I'd get so angry. Like, why make new material and all this stuff? But then I got older, more mature. Like, I, I prioritize things in my life, and I realized. Like the original Evil Dead still exists, everyone. If they want to make another movie, like Mm. let's check it out, see what they do. Like it's the same thing as like doing covers. Like artists do covers. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes not so much. Yeah. (laughs) So let's just let them do it and like watch it and have fun with it. So it's it's never like anger for me anymore. But when I heard about it, I'm just like, ah, like not different. like no interest really, but not anger. Okay, that's anybody else have
3: anger? I I didn't have anger. anger. I had been following uh, this closely because I, I fucking loved it. It was like one of the hero stories that w- that doesn't get enough credit in terms of independent film. Like I was, you know, Prime for the '90s, like you know, surgeons of you know Soderbergh, Kevin Smith, you know Quentin Tarantino, all the all these like mm-hmm. filmmakers that were doing it for you know sub half a million dollars. But then you, you go back to 1981, and uh, even further, 1979, within the woods, and you see Sam Raimi was like one of the OGs who who not only launches his career, but eventually launches one of the Coen Brothers, who gives us both the Coen Brothers. Don't forget eventually. Ted. Uh, and then Ted <laughs> Raimi, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, course, loved Ted um, Raimi,
2: which is in Candyman, which cracked yes, me up yeah. as the as the yeah. boyfriend. Researcher like the bad boy bad
1: <laughs> yeah because when you think bad boy greaser boyfriend you think of Ted, Ted Raimi, Ted Raimi. Yaxor.
4: <laughs> but
1: yeah I, I had followed it quite a bit
3: because I was excited because originally for a long time Sam Raimi was going to make this and, and it had gone from everything yeah, from that. you know Freddy versus Jason versus Ash to yeah. just Evil Dead 4 to uh, and that was with Sam Raimi and, and Bruce Campbell and everybody uh, and 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 Bruce and Ted wrote a draft for Evil Dead 4 and that eventually became the TV show. Um, but I was like hard watching it and I remember when Fede's, when his, uh, excuse me, I had a big old terrible burp um, <laughs> that no one wants to know anything All about. All that swall, yeah. soul swallowing. Yeah. But um, I remember when his, uh, his, his film hit the internet and I, it blew the fucking internet up that day. I mean, it was, everywhere you looked was just like, Uh, this guy made a movie and uh, everyone's watching it. And then I think within like, I want to say that must've been like 2008 or nine, given like what job I had. Um, And then 2010 or 11, he was hired to make this. And it was like, who are these uh, two Spanish guys (laughs) writing evil dead? And uh, it just seems kind of, because his short was called panic attack.
0: Yeah. That was the, the invasion esque yeah, one.
3: and he did most of he did most or all the effects on yeah. it. Yeah, and it was just like it was one of the first like big YouTube sensation movies. And Sam Raimi saw it, and like I think he signed with an agent the next day, like Dang. Monday. It came on Friday, and Monday, and he signed with an agent. And then uh, he was doing his like within a year or two, he was doing Evil Dead. And I was like, Wow, ah, what the fuck is this guy? And then and then as that was happening, I was like, Diablo Cody's rewriting it because they can't write English very well. And I'm like, What the fuck is this movie? I gotta <laughs> yeah. watch it. Uh and uh, yeah so my hype was high through the two okay. thousands was ups and downs with like the Freddy vs Jason vs Ash Evil Dead Four all the way up to Panic Attack mm-hmm. and then this being set so my boner was fully direct. for that all that time yeah that many years yeah That's,
0: it's it's he exhausting. had to call the number because right. it lasted longer than four hours <laughs> yeah. sadly groovy
1: genius. Um, genius I you know honestly I remember being like man especially hearing that Sam Raimi wasn't doing it. There was not going to be any ash, you know, and like to me back in the day, I was like, eh, "How can you have an Evil Dead movie without having the main mm-hmm, character?" Yeah. That's like having a Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. with Roy. We saw what happens. Right? <laughs> I I like Roy, but we saw what happens.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about me, there, Sheriff? Right.
4: <laughs>
0: it doesn't matter
1: what comes. Um, so I was apprehensive about it, and I was like, uh, "But I'm going to give it a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot because." Like you said, I've always been like, no matter what remake it's going to be, it's still, one, a new horror movie, and I want to see it. And two, um, it might be good. I mean, I'm never going to say, man, fuck that. Like, if you dismiss something just because it's a remake, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. I mean, because there's been fantastic remakes yeah. out
0: there. and I mean, we, uh, I admitted it. Um, I saw the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre before I saw the original, and it led me to the original. Oh, and yeah. I was cool. all the better for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, But the other thing we look at then is how is the film different? And is it different than the original? And I would say definitely. Oh, yeah. There are a number of things that really make it its own beast ultimately. Absolutely. They're both mean. Oh, oh one, yes, yeah. They're one. both
1: mean. I mean, the original movie is very very mean, but this one is like mean and evil. I mean, oh. you know this one is yeah. just like let's punish and let's throw
2: as much as you can take. When I'm I'm sure I haven't seen the first one in years, but I'm sure there's subtext there if you really search for it and stuff, but this one is about things. Mm-hmm. Like like it's so different in that way. Like it takes themes and it it manifests them in mean ways. Like yeah. this whole movie is just about the struggle of addiction yes. and what it does to your family and, and your guilt friends. and like, like it's there and it's it's I mean it's not subtle
0: either. It's yeah, just no, holding it's your hand. Present. Yeah, but that's was a nice thing because it adds that little fold that you mm-hmm. didn't get in the original yeah. when you just had these crazy teenagers going to a cabin. Yeah. Right here, you have a collection of friends that are there to. They're a life or death situation yeah. for one of their own, you know, and that and that's meaningful. And It's yeah. so gory. So oh, gory. Oh, oh, the, first oh. one, the
1: first one was gory, low budget gory. Bloody the second spot. one was goofy gory yeah. with the, when I'm like, yeah, when Henrietta just all the hose of blood that just comes out. And here you have all that hose of blood, but it's, it's not comical. I mean, mm. it's comical in the fact the amount, but yeah. not in the application. It was just like
2: there are comedy moments in this movie, though, the remake, for sure. Like, that made me laugh, at least. Like, when 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 he keeps talking about things being fine, and he's like, she has nails in her face. It's not <laughs> fine. No, yeah. uh, Lou Pucci,
3: <laughs> is, he's incredible because for... Okay, like, I've, I've seen this movie. I've, I love this movie. Yeah, me I, too. Okay, I, I like two. I will say, like, two and three. I, I've always been a one guy. So this fits more in the one... Mm-hmm. Realm than the two and the three, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, so so like this is like, but it does have so like a little punchiness. Mm-hmm. And I think they intentionally try to make it more serious, yeah. like the first one. Mm-hmm. But his character is fucking incredible. Like they find the the Necronomicon. We see, you know, the audience it, from second one is already ahead of the characters, right? We know what's we, we get. tonito cool de
1: Mato. <laughs> <It roughly laughs> we, we get a fun little
3: flashback uh, that's like very Hocus Pocus esque. Um, in,
1: in, <laughs> i didn't feel hocus pocus when i saw the flashback yeah, but no. i know, but i understand where you're going with. yeah yeah
3: i understand
1: it's very hocus that's hocus like, like pocus. if you
2: fell asleep during hocus pocus and had like a terrible nightmare yeah, yeah if
1: you fell asleep during <laughs> hocus pocus while taking acid <laughs> I mean, oh, listen listen i'm just gonna say
3: i'm gonna do a fan edit that starts with uh the sanderson sisters being the opening the exact opening of hocus pocus and that shit happens, okay? And they're, all, they're burned to fucking live yeah. in the opening of Hocus Pocus. And then seemingly, we, never see, them. we never see them again, right? Uh, so I'm going to recolor it, make it look gritty. But then it's going to go right into the Evil Dead remake. It's going to be fucking outstanding. Because how this movie starts is, uh, like, we, we set the tone. They're in the, they're in the basement of the cabin. The, but, but we don't really know when, what, where, and how, um, and things like that. But we do know...
2: It felt like the beginning felt like very West Craveny, like early West. Craven-y, it was a
1: way know. bait and switch. But before we go any further, I gotta get this out of my head, right? <laughs> right. No, no, It's in my head. You're gonna always see the You've Sanderson been ta- sisters no, now. It, see here, the thing, I had all of this automatically in my head. I see the trailer for it with the supercut, where it's like, I can smell your soul, and this is the picture of the Sanderson sisters when they're walking <laughs> down the street. Smelling children and stuff, and then like, yeah. Read the book. I put a spell on you. No, no, and then no. They it's read creepy the book, the and the then the guy comes. Ben comes out of the grave. Bah! <laughs> and then I can just see a supercut of it, and it's tripping me out right now. I just want, all I can yeah. think of, like for oh, real, no. for the last like two seconds, for <laughs> the last two minutes, all I heard from you was like. Because <laughs> I'm just picturing like, this insane. No. Evil Dead with Bette Midler. Yeah, exactly. And, and an
3: acoustic version of Come Little Children. Sarah Jessica the Dead whole I... trailer. I would watch Sarah that. Jessica but Lupucci is incredible because, he coming full circle, is because they go to this cabin, things aren't as, the, uh, immediately they're not right. This movie, no. okay, well, let's talk about pacing. This movie doesn't oh, fuck around. No, no it's first fast. First scene, you get a kill in the first scene, then it cuts to, they're not even driving to the cabin, they're, they're at there. the fucking yeah. cabin. Yeah. We already know her entire story. We know everything we need to know, and the first five minutes of this movie because it's evil dead We don't, they're very smart in not trying to reset the table here and then uh, you know it's already broken into and all this stuff you know cut to 12 minutes in they find a book wrapped in heavy plastic what? with barbed wire yeah. when no one's looking he cuts that shit off opens the plastic opens it up then he's like flipping Wait. through it. It's, it constantly says like, "Don't don't say it, read, don't read this, it. Don't, don't think say it." This, put this he takes down, a piece of paper and traces you it and reads
2: every fucking word. Yeah, and you skip the part where he opens the plastic and the book's obviously made of human flesh. Yeah, so, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "I will continue." Oh, this looks. Like, oh, is <laughs> let this me quickly reader on. is this one of the
3: new books? Read the book, and so like <laughs> it's incredible. Like this, the, the amount of time in four minutes, what he decides yeah. to do, and then from then on, he is the pretty much the comic relief. Well, well motherfucker, open the gate. <laughs> no, he, he's
1: the Ash Williams of this movie because yeah. he just gets beat the fuck up he's the entire cushion movie. But the nails, shivs, razor blades, well, needles well, 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 he's in the he's, eye. He's a lot,
3: he is Scotty though too because Scotty can't die. Yeah. Scotty can't die in the first one. He just keeps keep coming back no matter how <laughs>
1: fucked up he is. This is Scotty true. Scotty can't he, die. He keeps coming back. But I, I got to tell you, I love that actually that oh, bait I and switch it. opening mm-hmm. of it that we you're talking about. Because like when I was watching this, it's been a minute. It's been forever since I've seen the remake. I saw it in the theater. And I remember liking it, but I don't think I maybe have seen it maybe once since then, if that. Oh wow. But this is a this is a almost a yearly for me. More I, than the I regulars, I can see why. I would love to. I, I think this is going to go in my regular rotation now. But mm. I remember it opening up, and you see this girl in the woods, and she's bloody, and she gets kidnapped. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, is this wrong turn? because yeah. they're hillbillies. They look like hillbillies. They're extremely, and when they take her out, they have that inbred futuristics And they had even the, uh, and they even had the Zelda Rude, the Southern Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> Only the evil book can take away the evil, right? And so you think it's this girl because you're following along, and then turns out she's like, you fucking asshole, I'll eat yeah. you, you know? And then, boom, evil, evil dead. dead. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I even wrote down, this is a statement saying, not your daddy's evil dead." Yeah. And so, like, I think that's what they went for. And they just, like you said, it was lean, it's mean, it tells you everything you need to know in the first five minutes, and then, and let's yeah. go on this ride. That's and when I
2: really like that. It's so impressive to me because it is reverential to the, it, like, it makes nods. It shows respect to the original. But it's like, no, this is our movie. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, yeah. like, I forgot how much I love this
1: movie. I mean, even I changing the name it, of the Necronomicon like, to the Naruto D'Amato, we yeah. still know it's the Necronomicon. Yeah. yeah. And it's its own thing. By, the book by any, the cover is still the same. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, no, everything was really good about it. But even going back to it, when she runs in the forest and then she sees the f- the trees and they start moving <laughs> and I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, is this an evil is this an Evil Dead movie with the trees and I'm like, sure as shit it is oh, yeah. it's it's even well, I think it's even worse it than is, the original because I have the
2: sounds. Here's almost <laughs> yeah. a brilliant
3: thing, oh, the Naturo DeMonto, they find is just Egyptian for Book of the Dead. Uh-huh. It's just another name for Necronomicon. So the audience is maybe like. Because we have to remember, like, Sony got behind this movie, like, we're getting, I mean, it was released in April 2013, new director, they, I mean, they, the trailers were really scary, mm-hmm. Ghost House had just, Ghost House for almost all existence had just done kind of shitty, oh, like,
0: right. yeah, remakes, yeah. mm-hmm.
3: and things like uh, Darkness Falls, they had done all oh. these types of movies, and then it was, uh, it, this is like the early 2010s is when, uh, no, we're going to start this decade off with this film, and well, no, it, it, it really kicked off with
1: uh, "Drag Me to Hell" in yeah. two thousand nine. Isn't Ghost House uh, Ramey's. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. his production. Mm-hmm. So like, it, which this watch was, like "Drag Me to Hell." If you haven't, recently, oh, like, Drag, Me Drag, "Drag Me to Hell." I love "Drag Me to Hell." "Drag yeah.
3: Me to Hell" and this would be an incredible double. Yeah, entry. it would. Yeah. yeah, it would. Because I, they're, they're they're and a lot of people
1: vomiting, vomiting on people. Yeah,
0: what would the order though? Do you go? Do you leave funny or do you start funny? Okay, so you need that. The funny as a palate cleanser. I think "Drag Me to Hell"
3: is is Sam Ramey's perfect movie it's very funny I think I but it's also that. the scariest thing he's done there's some
0: genuine scares
3: in there there's great scare and such like a good opening guy, scene yeah
2: it feels yeah. like the guy who made evil dead revisiting it 30 <laughs> yeah. years later mm-hmm. we're like
0: yeah. now i know what i'm i have money and i know what i'm doing but yeah. as an older man he can really appreciate the gumming yeah. scene a little bit more now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but, but he, even no matter how me.
1: serious his movies are they're still hilarious yeah i, yeah, mean, I mean they're still hilarious uh Spider Man was funny. There was yeah. a lot of great, funny comedians. Well, he things. never left
3: his visual flair ever, no. right? So, what's, what's fascinating about Sam Raimi is. Dark Man. Don't forget Dark Man. <laughs> Dark Man is, I I, I think just Dark watched Man it, might be his best. I watched it for the first time this year, and it's like, wow, you can see how he got Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cause, I mean, and then The Quick and the Dead. Dude, like, you see all these yeah, films. Yeah, he's great. It's amazing. And he wears a suit every day. <laughs> he's old school as fuck. But, but what, what's, what's Him interesting. Him and Ted. You, yeah. I think you put the Raimi in,
2: brothers know how to dress. Mm-hmm. They got a tailor. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: uh, I think you put him in, like, Joe Dante's... Because, uh, like, comedy horror directors, right? You yeah. put, uh, like, in John Landis. Yeah. the oh, difference, not John Landis. Well, Fuck that guy. The difference, yeah. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. the difference being between here... And I love Joe Dante, and, and yeah, Landis' early, early films are quite good. But the difference being between these films is Sam Raimi has never, I don't think, had a really big misstep. Even, you can say, his Oz film... What about is, Spider-Man 3? That, there's so much like ob- like notable M- made, a stuff. Yeah. made a lot of money, made a lot of money. There's so much like divorcing and contractual stuff. That's like, S- I think he apologized for that too. I mean, before he? it yeah. even came out, like we knew going in that he didn't want to make that movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and I he don't want different intentions, but but I think Joe Dante never. Twenty years after Gremlins, never did it. Twenty years after American Werewolf, never fucking could do it again. And even you look at like Romero and to a large extent like Wes Craven. You know, he did it 15 years after Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, but. Yeah. With scream but he could never do it again you have sam Raimi, who's like 28 years almost 30 years later still got it and i'm better than i've ever been and i could still make this movie better than any young person can make this movie i could handle horror and comedy better than all these people, that, all these young people that I've tried to bring up over the 20, 2000s. Mm-hmm.
0: I like what you're cooking and I want to subscribe to your newsletter.
3: <laughs> that's it. That's the, all I got. That's the whole newsletter.
2: Whole no, newsletter. Literally,
0: though, but then the uh, the subset to that newsletter is his non genre stuff because yeah. I would argue a simple plan. Oh, yeah. and Tremendous. For the love of the game. Yeah. Great. Really genuinely good movies that you go, oh, that's Sam Raimi too? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he's but, one but, of those. But when you
3: watch it, you're, his style never, he never. You, Never leaves. He's only defining it every time better and better and better yeah. and better. And and he's making, he's
1: supposed to be making the next Doctor Strange movie, which is more that's of a horror right. film. That's I cannot, right. that's perfect that's, yeah, for him. Yeah. Th- and speaking of it, because he has a, such a unique style with the weird camera angles, mm-hmm. and the, even he can make a shaky cam look just, threatening. I mean, the Cohen brothers.
3: Essentially, have always wanted to be Sam Rami. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean they they, they were his protege.
3: Wow. They they grew up on. Un- well, they bold. grew up I know, under but him. Like, like,
1: salmon, but I, I, I don't think
2: to it. I think they've surpassed wanting to be anyone else at this point in their career. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, they're I, good I with say, being the yeah. Cohen brothers. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say I think Co- they admire Coen him. had
3: more m- bumps yeah. in the road than Sam Rami, though. I
1: disagree. Oh, really? You think yeah.
3: Sam Rami's got a prom- more problematic? No, career? I think they both might
1: have no bumps. I mean, like Cohen Brothers and Cruelty. I don't mind Oz. I didn't mind as I, was, I saw intolerable Cruelty,
2: I love. The only one I will not oh, give a pass it is pass not on. a good movie. Yeah, it is. The only one have you watched not it in the, since it came out? Yeah. Okay. And uh, the only one, <laughs> I'm going stand by that uh, movie. The Lady killer. Oh, The Killers. Lady Killers. That, that was horrible. Bad. I
3: thought that it was is funny. bad. <laughs> I
2: thought it was funny. Well, I thought it was a you funny You guys can slapstick. watch
0: two
3: very racist and very sexist movies <laughs> that have not aged very well at
0: all. I'm just going to kick back and watch A Simple Plan. No, not A Simple Plan. A Serious Man. Serious Man. That's great. Yeah. Ooh, A Simple Plan and A Serious Man. There's a weird double feature.
3: This is going off the rails a little (laughs) little bit. I'm sorry, but... It's appropriate
0: with you guys on. Hail Caesar? Not a good movie.
3: That one
2: is... I didn't see Hail Caesar.
3: It it teeters a bit. You're right. I think they have
2: like... I forget about that I think they have a
3: handful. I think... Sam Raimi's only argument he can make is Oz. Well, Spider-Man 3, but those are both like you're working with Disney. I
1: don't
2: think spider man big properties aged very well on. Spider-Man, Spider-Man one and two, one 2, no no no. Spider-Man 2 no. are great. I, I watched I, I saw
1: Spider-Man well. 2 maybe about a month ago. It's fucking fantastic. It still I I is great.
2: We've been talking about the Sam Raimi aesthetic and stuff. All I'm thinking of in my head is the Doc
3: Ock
0: hospital scene. Yeah.
3: You need yes, to rewatch Sam Raimi. I, they fully hold it. he's 100% right. I I revisited him because I was like, I wonder And I was sick, like, maybe six, seven months ago, and I watched both of them. It's great, great. There's no movie that feels like that, those two movies. Mm -hmm. Three does not. Three doesn't feel like that at all. Those first two movies feel... They're so Sam Raimi. Yeah. And they're so tangible and so, like... I don't... They're magical.
1: Because the way he... It's moves. like Bur- Bur-
3: Burton's Batman's movies. They're yeah, like there's so there's different. something there's something
1: special about it. Burton's Batmans There's something special about Raimi's Spider-Man's. It's like there's something It's Schumacher's Batman's. It's it's there's it feels like what the Spider-Man the movies rails. are supposed to. Yeah, now now I'm going to unsubscribe. But uh, <laughs> It's a different newsletter, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the bat Batman times. Forever <laughs> is good. I liked Batman Forever, but I wouldn't call it better than the, the Burton ones. No, no, no. But Bert, never forget, here's something
3: people forget, and then we can go back to Evil Dead. <laughs> Tim Burton hand-selected Joel Schumacher to make the next two Batman movies and produced both of them. So under the guise of Tim Burton were those Batman and Robin and Batman Forever made, and they're technically direct sequels to Batman and Batman Returns, which you it's can all in take what you want. But the, uh, Schumacher... He's, all, he's full frontal with you on those movies, and ha. Uh-huh. I feel like oh. hated Batman get a little movie. closer. Get a little closer. Eric. I
0: don't think he understood Batman. I he understood that it was dark, gothic-y, yeah. and yeah. tortured. Yeah, Perfect. I would love That's to see. That's his stuff.
1: I was I was gonna say Not no.
0: Sam Raimi would be a good
1: Batman movie. Uh, Batman director. Yeah, I think he would because he already have a Sam Raimi Batman movie
0: called Dark. Man. Actually, you know what? I want him to do a Man Bat movie. Do you remember that Batman villain? Yeah. like The literal Man, Man Bat? Man Bat? Uh, give me a Sam Raimi Man Bat movie. No, no, no.
1: Batman versus Man Bat and Scarecrow, directed by Sam Raimi. Ooh, no, no, go. no. This is this is it, boys.
3: <laughs> That's the entire title, yeah. Yeah.
1: This is what you all want. This is the, the spinoff,
3: one-off movie. This is what I hope is doc, doc Ock is going to... Doctor um, Dr. Strange? Dr. Strange will be, yeah. Let me find the... I want and this is this is not from the Miles Morales nope Spider-Man 2099, oh, the 2099 the 2099 series from oh, the 90s yeah. though yeah. where he battled uh, the various timelines of himself including the actual Spider-Spider-Man mm-hmm. oh
0: yeah that's a good one too
3: that's what i want the the multi timeline yeah, spider-man not on rails anymore. Uh, no no no, oh, no this no. is this is way off. You right? can <laughs> touch.
0: The, you can touch the rail. There's no electricity coming on. This has like been off for a while, I think. So anyway,
1: <laughs> Evil Dead. uh oh, the trees. I wonder if they're going to be as bad as they were. No, these trees I are do, Like being our
3: podcast, I really do want to touch. Like, Hang on, lean power lean power. in there a little bit more. You're so far away. I'm right here. I know. Yeah, but I have not like. T- <laughs> okay. uh, but
2: the, like, I do want to touch on like how masterfully this horror movie like touches a real horror, like the the addiction mm-hmm. of all this, like this woman. Who suffered and died from drugs and brought back. And just the, the man of faith like we've all I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but we've all known people who've struggled from addiction. And we've seen them get better, we've seen them fall, we've seen them like have moments of triumph and then just de- deteriorate back. And this movie captures this in this like very physical, mean, like dark, violent way, and mm-hmm. a way that I I, I I was a little overcome watching this because it is such an on point like manifestation of what I imagine is to be like to
1: be that kind of addict. And well, the fact that it changes you not only on the inside mm-hmm. of who you are, but it makes and you physically need to the need to change yeah. your own entire appearance, and attack the people that are closest. Yeah, to you. Mm-hmm. and the fact that also not even before, even before all the like haunted shenanigans were going on, when they were saying like, look. She's did yep. she did this before? Yep. Mm-hmm. She is already mm-hmm. dead. You haven't been there, so not only are they like berating him ever to get you know mm-hmm. like even his friend even Lee Pucci was like mm, right yeah ass clown right but then they don't believe her when she's like there's some ill I shit had, in yeah, the I woods know. I need to get out and they're like oh you're just battling your yep. addictions no there's a fucking monster <laughs> yeah. and I just got molested by a tree <laughs> yeah. and so it's like it's again. The horror of the addiction mm-hmm. and what it literally does to the people by yeah. not believing you, by mm-hmm. not wanting to help, and to think that they're trying to help, mm-hmm. but wind up just, just putting you more in harm's yeah. way. And
2: so
1: yeah, so it's all there's a lot of shit being there said. Is. Yeah, and it's dark, like dark horror, personal shit that i Yeah,
2: and I can't speak to a lot of it because I haven't got. I mean, I have my own addictions and my own problems, but like the, the levels of that, I, I can't speak to. But I can't imagine like how destructive that is to your family. And like you're saying, like you do this over and over again, they're going to stop believing you. They're going to stop supporting you and you lose your support system. And like, what's scarier than that? And you're, and put this all like physically manifest, And like, she's like, I watched this, my favorite thing to do in my old age is I have a 12 year old daughter and I watch these horror films with her and she hasn't learned like the suspension of disbelief yet. So like the commentary she makes takes me back to like some very fundamental levels of like, she said to me, she's like the drug addict is the only one handling this situation appropriately. (laughs) Like everyone
0: else is making wrong decisions. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit! You need to chronicle that, just yeah. like the, her journey with these genre films, yeah. because, like you said, it's perspective. Yeah, and yeah she's
1: one hundred percent correct. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the nurse who could help didn't. Yeah. Um, the
1: The other girl was just there. The yeah. brother, di- the brother disappeared, and like, I'll stay with you, but like, okay, let's keep her in the basement. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the other guy is like reading the stuff edu- from a fleshy book. The educated, <laughs> learned man. Yeah. The one who should know better than that unleashes everything. Unleashes everything is the one that opens up the book. Mm -hmm. The one who, the scholar who should know, maybe I shouldn't read this Mm -hmm. Latin. Is over there wearing Conda
0: Verata. What happens if I say this out loud? Basic tenet of the podcast. Why Why would
1: you do, especially if it says don't read it out loud? What's the first thing? Glotuva What's up with I this know. secret text and Like they
2: they marked it out actively, and yeah. he's like, "Let me scrub over this." And it even <laughs> like,
1: says in English, "Don't read." I'd understand if it says warning in Sanskrit yeah. or like ancient Mesopotamian. No, but this is English. Don't fuck with this book. And like written actual par- dog shit yeah. <laughs> over the text. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's like
2: written in blood, apparently too. And they're like, "Seriously, don't mess with this book."
1: <laughs> that should be your first fucking warning sign yeah i mean i'm even hesitant to read the elmo book there's a monster at the end of this book you know where it's like oh you're right you know (laughs) but
2: like with yeah but with my kids like commentary and watching this i'm like is this movie like less about like battling addiction and more about like the systemic causes of addiction and how we don't like ignoring the signs yeah yeah. ignoring warnings and not assisting these people and like the the fundamental like problem no, of what leads to addiction I
3: think it's I think it's the effects. because you have like her brother who means so well wants to do But he abandoned her as well Well but but he finds the, the dog who's killed and he's like immediately it couldn't be anything else he sees the hammer obviously the hammer has blood on it but he's like he has the he sees what he thinks happens in, yeah. in his head which is she violently yeah. killing couldn't be anything else certainly couldn't believe that she had something was assaulted in the woods it's. It could only have been her maliciously attacking, which him, is killing his saying. dog. Yeah, like they I, But I, I think it's. I think it's all in in the, the 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 dealing with the process. I don't know if it's necessarily a precursor it is, to but leading it yeah. to it because she start. I, I think mean, the, it's, whole, the whole movie, like, you know, you start with, like, they're, they're watching her outside in the rain. They're all, like, kind of rolling their eyes. Like, she's cutting dinner up and all, all this stuff. And it's like. Which is
2: great foreshadowing, right? When you're yeah. cutting the meat and <laughs> everyone <laughs> else gets cut later. Yeah, A little yeah. vegetarianism there for you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's both. I think you're right. Because she does literally face her demon at the end and says lines such as, I'm tired of this shit. So mm-hmm. it's not subtle of what, like, she's like, I'm done. But so- I do think that these people are like part of this like systemic like support system of what leads because her brother i mean you could argue i mean everyone makes their choices and no one causes anyone to do anything that they don't want to do but he left her in like perhaps the most traumatic situation a person can yeah. like suffer like you could argue that that trauma led to her in
3: drive- I mean, that addiction. movie the, mm-hmm. the movie before this is relic yeah, And this is the fallout <laughs> yeah. from Relic. Yes. No,
1: I I think I think this is a really good companion piece to Relic. I, I mean, yeah. for sure. Because well, he's trying, to, he's
3: trying to make up. He's trying to be there now, right? Which is, it's far too late, right? The, yeah. the, the problems are, you know, I already cut my arm off. Like, you can't uncut my arm off. Right. All you can do is, like, help me deal with not having an arm. And, and he's not really understanding that all you can do is help me not deal with having, not having yeah. an arm. And that's, like, the biggest thing. And, and, like, if I don't acknowledge I don't have an arm, which is her Biggest fault here, right? Is she mm-hmm. doesn't she's not acknowledging really, she wants to do well. That this is like the problem with addiction, mm-hmm. right? You always the person is, is saying out loud, Oh, this is it, but then the, they say, that We all see them in the, in the first 10 minutes saying, Like, oh, how many times is this gonna be and it? Like, it, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Like, this time we're actually not taking you back. This time, like, we're, we're led to believe that this has happened mul- multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but but with, with her, like, she's like, Well, never is that like this. This is yeah. never. And maybe this is the addiction at the
1: worst, right? Where the only person that can really, truly save her is herself.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's
1: both there. But, like, yeah.
2: it's led to this.
1: Like. And it's also his own sin of his own guilt. Yeah. You know, the fact, like, that's why he was more susceptible to the Deadites ruse of, yeah. like, you told me you were going to leave. Yeah. Let me sing the lullaby that our mom he- sang. Yeah. And that's what finally led to his own demise was his own guilt manifesting yeah. itself. But I gotta say, okay, so I wrote in my notes that I thought that the King Deadite mm-hmm. when it finally came would have been better if it was cooler and bigger and meaner and like mm-hmm. actually did some more shit. But it was something that she said that she literally fought her own demon. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was just a twisted her, variation yeah. of her. Mm-hmm. And with I no always thought
3: it was actually her, but it's not. It's it's a it's a man playing this. The Character's name is oh, Abomination. Okay, okay. But I always thought it was Jane Levy. It looks plane. like, it, I mean, it's designed
2: to look designed a lot designed like her. It's designed for sure her. to look yeah.
3: just like
1: her herself. But the literally battling her own demons, they're yeah. like, ah, uh, that's. Again, on the noise, man. That's good That's good But I was like, man, for being a King Deadeye, he ain't doing shit. Okay, yeah, he's a little yeah, he scrawny. in car, but like regular they, Deadeye's could yeah. like shape shift. They got to like, have
2: a gym down in hell. Like, he's. PX pumping that work. Also, just on a logistic level, how did he know how to make a homemade defibrillator? <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> I know. That's where I was like... Because I would understand if the but nurse not, did but, hey, but now we all know, so maybe oh God, he uh, watched a movie like this
0: and was please, like... Uh, oh, please just, never uh, let me go into cardiac arrest with any of you <laughs> around. Yeah. I okay, saw take this
1: the, the movie. Ca- We're good. <laughs> take the case off the computer and give me the wires. I know what yeah. to do. When I say so, push enter. Right? <laughs> you know, push control, all delete, delete, and we'll yeah. bring him back up. <laughs> No, um, no, this movie was great, but I love the homages to the original too. Oh, yeah. Me too. There were so many ones, especially the one uh, when you could catch a Sam Raimi camera yeah. angle, and I mm-hmm. like the fact that you still had the
2: demon point of view, the demon and cam. I, and I love like the visual joke of where they like kind of pause on the chainsaw on the several chainsaw, times like, and oh, so like move away. Nope. But then finally later on, they <laughs> yeah. bring the chainsaw yeah. back and
1: attaches it to the stump on her yeah. arm. Yeah. But they even had the skull necklace. Yeah. The skull yes. shaped necklace like twice, and I was like. I nice, mean, yeah. when lightning nice. strikes the tree this time, it just
3: stays infinitely lit until the, the thing dies. Over, yeah, which is absolutely incredible. And I, I will just say, the last and it's literally the last 20 minutes of this movie. The last 20 minutes movie when when he brings her back, and uh, from then on is just the most fucking incredible 20 yeah. minutes that doesn't that goes foot down all the way in the pedal, <laughs> never stops, and it's like, oh, you think. <laughs> you think that's okay. I could see how you could see that'd be the end. But uh have you ever listened to Death Metal at full blast? Have from you ever Norway? done that while killing a baby and drinking another baby's blood? Have you ever done that naked while riding a unicorn made of fire? Because wow. that's what the last twenty minutes of this movie is. It's the there's a shot and this Oops, is like Adam's psyche here. Know, right? right? He still had no. that
1: boner from he did when he was back and watching the, the <laughs> a unicorn on this fire. Is, uh, Jesus. Like,
3: I imagine oh like the storyboards for this and, and Fede is just yeah. like on the script is like, oh, you forget, you know, when you read <laughs> the sounding thing, it's 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 raining blood and then like, oh well like he shoots the gas can, and the thing's on fire. But then he's like, No, here's what it's gonna look like and he holds <laughs> this drawing up and it's her holding a chainsaw in the demon abomination's head while the f- Cabin is mm-hmm. literally on fire yeah. while it's raining, raining blood. blood. That was, a and he's like, shot. he's like, this is what everything in the script is. And then Sam Rami and everybody in the room is looking at each other. And they're like, I think you're I was, hired. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, you got
2: the job. Also, how cool of it narratively, like logistically, they're talking about the five souls to bring him back, and that she's the fifth soul because she dies and mm-hmm. comes back. Like, how cool of a little like script
0: flourish yeah. is that? It's like, it makes everything work nicely, like you said. It expands the original. It deepens the mythology. It does It was there was one thing about it I, I, I
1: really enjoyed. It. I wrote it down. And I even underlined it, but I can't find where it was. It was um, the cabin in the woods. The cabin in the woods, because you need the five souls. We mm-hmm. oh, yeah. did all the. There was all the archetypes. There was things where it was like. Why did you drop that? Or like it comes back into play? And like so, do
0: you think Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins are somewhere? Like (laughs) yeah,
1: no, it was. I could totally see Cabin in the Woods influencing this Mm -hmm. Cabin in the Woods, and it kind of made it great. It kind of like just added a little bit more to that, Mm -hmm. and it's it. And I think that's why they called that movie Cabin in the Woods because this is one of those archetypal, absolutely perfect OG horror, and one of the better examples of the remake because it's it's really like you were saying earlier it's not a remake it's it's a continuation and a retelling yeah. of the original story it's another chapter in the necronomicon yeah. and I, that's what i like about this oh, yeah. movie
3: well, i think they've sam ramie and rob tappert and, and bruce campbell have done a tremendous job i think protecting this property and not not going for the money right um you know, we, have, we obviously have Evil Dead 1, and then how, how that was a, a launching pad for all their careers. It was, it was only supposed to be that. That's all it was ever supposed to be. Yeah. And then you have six years later, you have Evil Dead 2, which is like, well, what, what does that look like when I have a bunch of money and I know how to make a better movie? And, and I've
2: watched a lot of Three Stooges. And <laughs> I reinvent, yeah. And,
3: well, and, and like the influence of Joe Dante at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what happens when I make that into a cart, a Looney Tunes? And then you have six years later or seven years later, you have him going like, well, what, what does that actually be? And that's, that's like his next real original film. Yeah. And then it's only gained in popularity and notoriety because of things like the video nasties, the inability to find it on video, mm-hmm. like all these things. And then by 2000, this thing, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 1 through 3 were such a, the fever pitch was hot and, and studios knew it. They wanted it. And, like, while we had a couple comic books and cool Tom McFarland toys, we didn't get a movie till 2009 after w- Armory of Darkness is, what, 92? 90, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: yeah. So you don't have anything for so fucking long. Yeah. And, and and then it comes to a point where, well, it's not mine anymore, but, like, let's not remake it, which was the hottest fucking thing you could do from 2000 to 2009. Yeah. And he knows because Sam Raimi produced most of the remakes in that time frame. And instead, he found a young filmmaker Mm -hmm. that he thought had something to say, and then was smart enough to not just find like, not just have Ted Raimi clean up the dialogue. He hired Diablo Cody, fresh off her Oscar nomination, to really write and infuse character into this great Mm -hmm. story, and and then from there, they made three seasons of incredible (laughs) television that is only infuriating because it ends in a way like Army of Darkness does, and this is not a spoiler. And that all I want is season fucking four or, or movie number yeah. four. And then now we got the announcement for Evil Dead Now, which is another new filmmaker. But, you know, and of course, like you can see the alternate ending that has a direct tie to Evil Dead. Right. But the movie has enough nods. And it's, it is like a pseudo remake sequel continuation, as is the show. But then now we have Evil Dead Now, which is, well, the cabin burned down. And even if it, you don't take the 2013 movie in the show, it no longer exists because mm-hmm. they go there and yeah. it's gone. It's just the remnants of it. Yeah. So what is Evil Dead now, and what is that following, and how exciting is it for me to see the person who did a movie, which I really like, The Hole in the Ground, take the, the torches yeah. um, and move on with no, no Bruce Campbell, no Jane Levy. It's, it's What's interesting. The next thing? I know
0: Platinum Dunes was initially set up as almost like a... a Remake you know, factory. Yes, and just you know to let uh, you know, first-time filmmakers to cut their teeth on some IP that people are familiar yeah. with. I wonder with Evil Dead, like we mentioned how this is just a continuation of the story, another chapter if that's like Sam Raimi's Platinum Dunes, where it's like, yeah. you know, we can just put another chapter in the Evil Dead Necronomicon story, but we're going to give it to different filmmakers. I do,
2: I do feel like he has more of a plan, though, because that's what I kept thinking when I was watching this remake after I seen Ash, the the series, the mm-hmm. Ash vs. Evil Dead, is like those two stylistically, like they fit together way more than the first thing. Everything three. really yeah. does like... Like there was a t- plan, I think.
3: Yeah. Like, you know, as an architect, you can see like the three of them Better than probably... I mean, I think you look at big franchises, stuff like... You know, a lot of Spielberg stuff, Jurassic Park, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, non-Spielberg stuff like uh, E.T. Or not E.T., but uh, um, Back to the Future. And then you look at Star Wars. And those movies are... The m- longer they go, on, the messier they get. With Sam Rami, this is like... The three of them are so invested and so protective and so smart with it that th- I think that they're inadvertently planning the biggest, like, before MCU. Like, they're really marrying a lot of, like, yeah. tone... Mm-hmm. And, and like growth, and that's what they're not afraid of is, is growth in their storytelling. And just, Evil Dead, yeah. re, that what we just talked about, mm-hmm. it's fucking great because it takes, it takes the next step, right? It's not just jokes. It's it's we saw Evil Dead One, pure horror. We saw Evil Dead Two, that something we've never really? seen before. And then we saw Evil Dead 3 taken into the medieval times, into a, a movie, again, like something that was totally different. It was almost his Western, which, of course, he later on <laughs> does. But then we have this, which is a movie that's so modern, so smart, so timely, so um, telling uh, of, of what it wants to be and what demons are today in, in like a 2013 sense. And then we go back kind of with Ash versus Evil Dead. And, and 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 the first three episodes were like nope, he's a piece of shit now and it's has ruined his life and he thinks he's still the hero but he's pretty terrible as a person but and the the show only really succeeds because of the side characters and the side characters are so smart and Bruce is so yeah. giving to to their circumstances yeah. it works so fucking well and by that it never tires itself out because we end
4: right
3: and we're ready for the next page and evil dead now i'm so, I, I can't wait like re, it's been so long since I felt this stoked about Evil Dead. And when you guys told me to watch Evil Dead remake again, right. I'm like, fuck yes. I watch this movie like every 12 to 18 months because it's such a masterful, masterfully made movie. More than any of them, there's not a, a second wasted in this movie, right? They don't They don't wait for anything. They give you everything as quick as they can. They make you invested with
1: smart character choices. And then they bring on the terror. Yeah. They pain. bring the pain. They bring the gore. And I love the fact that it's, it's probably, it's way more gory than all the others combined. But they, they did something that, even in the first one, even though it's a serious movie and it's still scary, the gore is still kind of campy. It is. And it is. I think that's Raimi's aesthetic. Like, no matter how serious I can be, there's still going to be a little bit of, like, a joke here and mm-hmm. there, yep. you know? And that's Raimi. I don't think Freddie Alvarez is that humorous. I don't think he's got that sort of... I don't think if you asked him who the Three Stooges were, I don't think he could answer it. And so that's why I think, even though they're complementary, they are so different, but they yeah. work they, they work well telling that same story.
0: It would be interesting, then, maybe to pl- Could you program an Evil Dead and an Evil Dead double feature with the original and the Remake X continuation? Oh, I think for continuation. Sure. That might be an interesting little thing, potentially. Now, it, bottom line... We all enjoyed the original. We definitely all enjoyed the remake slash continuation, um, and obviously, we're all looking forward to the continuation of what is going to happen with that. And it's kind of incredible that this cheap little dentist, you know, uh, funded mm. horror film. The only thing I was missing from this one
1: was the rosebud at the beginning. Yeah. If I would have got the oh, Rosebud yeah. at the beginning, this would have been absolutely perfect. But like, unfortunately, yeah. okay. like like Star Wars, when you didn't uh, get the dun dun the, yeah dun dun throws <laughs> off the rhythm dun, dun yeah. I was waiting for the Rosebud because like with a name like Rosebud, it's got to be good. So <laughs> well, it's
0: a little it's a little movie that could it's a little franchise that could and it's just continuing to terrorize today and. I'm very thankful for the chance number one to talk Evil Dead, but just number two to get to see you guys. Um,
2: In the pandemic, we are all kind of far apart, but we can, can still see each other. Right? <laughs> yes,
0: and that's little things like this mm-hmm. gets us through. It keeps us sane, and Absolutely. you know, horror heals, and that's what we love about genre. And you know, through remakes, <clears throat> through next month, I know we are exploring the world of school-based horror. I believe yes. we're gonna rehab school spirit. How about you? Oh boy, oh boy. No, don't even worry. We're closing things up, so. Please again tell our listeners where can they find all of your wares. Show's over. (laughs) (laughs) Bunk.
2: Where can they find you out there? Uh, Find me at my name, just at Eric Havens. Everywhere, Facebook, Twitter. uh, I don't do much, but (laughs) I mean, I I post post photos of myself sometimes. Yeah,
0: got to get the only only OnlyFans for that.
2: Yeah, you gotta. If you want to
0: see nip, you got to tip. And hips and nips, man lips or hips my friend and then adam where are people going to be able to you know what they want to find genre goodness where can they go for that
3: uh i think follow uh, eric and i on the nightmare hour pod I yeah think, i think that's if you like uh this shenanigans which we uh squeeze you all into our our very specific orange juice <laughs> uh, uh this is what you'll find there is eric and i making meaning out of everything mm-hmm. and uh and some some jokes
2: I mean, sometimes. We've been, we need to start recording in the evening when we have some libations. That helps
3: with our jokes. That will
2: in definitely the morning. make things flow
0: yeah. flow nicely. In the
2: morning, we're just like, yeah.
0: This coffee. <laughs> this, yeah. This movie <laughs> But thank you for having us. Seriously, yeah, I want to take the moment to like... Thank yeah. you for coming yeah. on, yeah. man. It's you are awesome. Always our genuine pleasure. Because uh-huh. you're more than... Like, there's friends of the pod, than there's just friends. So <laughs> yeah. we appreciate it. So until the next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Why can't Hollywood make any more movies <laughs> about
1: teeth being slashed by a guy in a mask?